0: Welcome everybody to Dead Talk Live. I'm your host, Viz, and tonight we welcome writer, director, Nyla Inoshuk. Nyla, thank you so much for being here with us. Nyla's new movie is called Slashback. It is premiering in theaters, digital, and video on demand October 21st, which is tomorrow. Nyla, again, thank you so much for being here. How are you doing tonight? I'm
1: doing well. Thank you
0: the movie the movie was like we talked about before we got started it was really good i thoroughly enjoyed it so let's get right into it um the movie focuses on the inuit indigenous people how important was it to tell this story through the inuit people
1: yeah well I mean, I'm myself, I'm Inuk, uh, I grew up in Nunavut. So for me, it was more just about making a movie that felt both like the movies that I grew up watching, but also just um, reflective of this place that I grew up and loved.
0: Awesome. Now you worked, you picked a lot of first time uh, kid actors to play out the major roles and they are I have to say they make the movie okay now uh, how did you cast these kids for the particular roles that you put them in
1: yeah it was a really um, interesting process to try and find the cast and work with the cast and I've been working with um with these actors for quite a few years now. So it's been so nice to see them grow up with the movie. Um, When I first started casting, I knew that it was going to be a bit of a challenge because there's no casting agents in Mm -hmm. Nunavut. Um, And so I essentially held these casting workshops. I got a local actor, Christine Tutu, who is a friend of mine and um, who ended up working in our props department actually. and. So we held these, we invited young women out to come for acting workshops. And uh, I had these uh, sides from the proof of concept. I was gonna make a short film that essentially would give the tone and style of the mm-hmm. movie in order to help get it financed. And so um, in the process of, of doing these workshops, I was trying different girls with each other and eventually found uh, some of the cast that would make up the, the cast of The Proof of Concept. And then once we started moving forward with the, the development of the movie, I worked a lot with the cast. Um, we would go out, on boats we'd go out Mm -hmm. to cabins hang out and watch scary movies and so um they definitely influenced uh the script in different ways as well
0: it sounds like you made it like a really fun environment for them once the camera started rolling and you spent all that time with them did you find that they needed a lot of direction or did you sort of let them loose
1: it was such an interesting process and and now talking with the girls we all uh because it was the first time for me directing it was the first time they had ever acted in a movie so we were all learning so much in the process of of making the movie and they even will say like oh i wish we could make the movie again because we feel like we would do such a better job like they were that they were getting better as as the movie was going along uh which i just think is so sweet and um so yeah it's been it's been so great to see uh just them grow as actors and Um, uh, and, and just along the process, um, they, they definitely, um, I would, I wouldn't say that they necessarily, um, they definitely loosened up as actors, Uh but the, the, the script was essentially what they, what they stuck with as, as
0: we were shooting okay that makes perfect sense now uh micah is sort of one of the main character girls did i pronounce the name right Micah? micah 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 now uh she's the one that sort of you know disregards the culture you know it's all folklore it's all fake i want to get out of this town while some of the other girls are the complete opposite what were you trying to depict with how some girls felt as opposed to others
1: yeah i definitely felt like when i was growing up um as an indigenous teenager you're when you're a teenager you're trying to figure out Mm -hmm. who you are and where you fit in and and where your indigeneity fits into that and i definitely noticed when i was hanging out with the 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 teenage cast that some of that shame would just be reflected in the way that they would speak about themselves. Yeah. Um, and that some of that shame would affect the dynamics of the friendships as well. Um, one of the, some, one of the things that sometimes would come up is they say, Oh, that's so inook and they'd mean it in a negative way. Yeah. And then we would have a conversation. We'd say, Oh, what do you mean by that? What do you mean when you say, Oh, that's so in and, and then it would um, and then we would, Talk about the importance of, you know, trying to use prideful language when we're talking about where we come from and and our inukness Because even if, you know, we might not um, be at that point yet, that our goal is to be proud Indigenous women.
0: Warriors, as we see at the end of the film as well. (laughs) Now, as I was watching this film, it's very hard not to draw the comparison to John Carpenter's The Thing. Okay, you got near the arctic circle you've got aliens you've got aliens mimicking people so what if any role did the thing play in your direction
1: um i i grew up loving horror and and sci-fi and so i definitely drew a lot of inspiration from different movies that i grew up loving um, I would say the biggest inspiration that the thing, um, had on the movie was really with the practical effects. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the, the effects of it in, in, the thing. And, and we also, me and the cast, we love that movie too, within the night before we actually shot, um. We shot our first day. We had a sleepover, and we were all living together in a school. And we had a little sleepover, and we watched the movie together, and ate so much junk food. Wow. Um, and so it was definitely something that that was uh, just a, a reference for us, and mm-hmm. obviously one of the characters references the movie in the in the script. And um, but for me, it was really fun to kind of give uh, a nod to. Um, a classic yeah. creature work
0: yeah a classic in the horror industry absolutely now yes. is uh, this is an alien movie i mean like we talked about there it's an alien now is the alien sort of a monster in the inuit folklore or does everybody realize by the end of the film that this is not part of our folklore this is not part of our history this is something from another planet it doesn't belong yeah. here
1: I kind of wanted to. I wanted to play it as aliens. Okay. Um, I. I also. What I love about being in the Arctic is that we do have all of these stories and creatures that exist within our our traditional stories, and that we have. Um, I mean, just with all cultures, have children's stories that are mm-hmm. cautionary tales in the Arctic, it's just very, very dangerous. There's lots of things that are scary. So we our children's stories are really terrifying. So we have lots of different creatures that will steal children if you get too close to cracks in the ice yeah. or if you wander off alone. Um, and so, Uh, Just kind of growing up in a place where you have you kind of have all of these creatures that exist or you have um, elders that will tell you about their experiences with these creatures when they were younger, it just kind of creates this um, sense of mystery and and, um, so kind of having having those as. you know, just having it set in this in a place like this, and and then having those is almost red herring.
0: So kind and, of fun. and that stretches through almost every culture. Stories like that. It's to keep children yeah. basically away from doing stuff they're not supposed to. Exactly. Now, now, what kind of challenges were presented to you shooting near the Arctic Circle? I mean, you could tell it was the middle of summer. I assume. I hope. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but still, the snow was it challenging?
1: Yeah, so I've shot in the Arctic in the winter time, and that was crazy. So I was like, never, let's not do that. Um, and and it's also so beautiful in the summer with the twenty-four hour sunlight, and and it's not a kind of a, a version of the Arctic that I think people are familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely, we have been told by. Producers that they had scouted this community and that it was impossible to film there, and it, it was basically true. Uh, we we learned, but it was this is a really special community to me. Um, uh, Kaluít is the capital. It's there's been movies that have been shot there uh-huh. um, a couple of times, but there. It, um, I'm from as a, a, one of these small communities of that are fly-in communities, about 1,500 people. And my nephews are from Pang, which is, they're five and seven, and you know, and it, the idea, and, and Pang itself is just one of the most beautiful places I've ever been, yeah. it's a tiny, uh, remote community nestled in the middle of these gigantic mountains, mm-hmm. these fjords carved by glaciers, and so um, it, to be able to film in this place was, was something that I just thought would be so special, Um, but it's got a million challenges that it's, it's really, really expensive to get to. So there's that, but then also, um, it just, there's, there's not enough housing for the people that live there. So for us to kind of bring in a crew and be this imposition in the summertime, and then all the food comes in, in on planes, uh, cargo planes Mm -hmm. that kind of, that are also passenger planes, but it's, um. the the amount of food that's brought up to the community is like based on like the people that live there so we would also be imposing on the food supply and then the the the, there are these ships that come in with food in the summer but we'd be there early so that's actually at the time when there's like the least amount of food in town and all the prices are really expensive so it was um so we had to kind of figure out ways to be flying in our own our own food as well but um i went to the principals at both of the the public school and the the high school and i asked if we could move in and so essentially as soon as classes were done we shipped up 60 beds and mattresses and turned all the classrooms into uh
0: housing dormitories yeah
1: yeah and it was 24 hour sunlight so we're having to like black out the windows (laughs) and we've got these like professional crew people who are like um, coming up and then everybody gets a roommate and um, living in a school. All of our meals, breakfast, lunch and dinner is served in the, in the high school gym because there's no restaurants in town. And um, it was... Uh, but the kind of people that sign up for something like that are really amazing. And oh, so yeah. we had this really incredible crew. Um, the cast had an awesome time.
0: It sounds Uh, like you guys just had an amazing time. Now, when it came to how you were going to show the alien to the audience, is that something you wrestled with uh, before you ended up with what we actually see?
1: Yeah, um, it was that was a really fun process. And it kind of was something um, I mean, making movies is such a collaborative thing Mm -hmm. you get to work with some really incredible artists and people that are really talented what they do and I think making movies is really special because it just like that I do think it's more fun and so to kind of figure out what the creatures would how they would work that was something that me and my co-writer figured out in terms of like we knew they they were going to be creatures made up of tentacles and they would take over the bodies of animals and where their skins is disguises so that was like this kind of fun thing to figure out with ryan and then getting to work with troy james this incredible contortionist when we were i was like how do you get them to to move like how will yeah. they and troy he can just do the craziest things with his body um it really is double jointed in every joint and so working with him to kind of figure out what the movement would be and then we had a who was um who did more of the stunt heavy stuff um, and then whenever there was two creatures at that in skin suit cleaned at once, then they would both be, be on screen together. Um, and then getting to work with these like really awesome nerds in the, to make the VFX and all the tentacles and all of that stuff was like this fun, fun, um, creative thing that we got to do after it was all done.
0: What was, so was really
1: it was really fun at, at different stages.
0: What was really fun is seeing when these aliens were trying to imitate these human beings. Like the aliens, they just stumbled upon this planet. They have no idea about us, but they're trying to imitate our movements. And I gotta tell you, when the uh, people are being, inf- were infected by the alien and we see how they look, that also reminded me of, like, Leatherface and Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre. Was that done intentionally?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I loved, um, growing up, I I loved, like, Ed Gein and, and all of the inspiration that was drawn from him. I, I loved Psycho and... Yeah and um Leatherface of course and and also what I loved about Leatherface also was that he walked around in daylight yeah. um which was which was fun and so getting to kind of like play with play with a lot of those things was um was uh really fun and and um getting to then have the actors and and Natak who played the fisherman who gets killed is kind of like a indigenous acting royalty to us and so to get to have play with him and like turn him into a monster was really fun
0: <laughs> now uh, this is your di- your feature film directorial debut after it was all said and done with was the experience what you expected it to be doing your first full feature film
1: oh my gosh it was not at all what I thought it would be I think that if I had known um, it was it was a million lessons a day that I was learning. I think that if I I um, knew what how crazy it was to make a movie, I think I would have probably chosen a, 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 a less bonkers movie to start with. But I'm so it, I'm so grateful to to the experience and and you know the I'm so proud of the cast and and what we were able to do. But it really was like um, such a crazy. Um, uh experience and uh so many so many lessons learned and it just but it's in an exciting way it kind yeah. of was like, okay when i as soon as i was finished i was like that's how you make a movie i'm ready to do it now yeah. let's go and i kind of still am feeling that kind of like okay what how can we take lessons that we learned from this and just try and get better the next time
0: putting that first one in the can and ready to go i mean it must be just a huge relief uh, now you did not shy away from special effects in this movie uh i don't know what the budget was but regardless You used whatever budget you had very effectively. Uh, There was definitely no lack of blood. We got a great view of the aliens themselves, the whole Leatherface masks, the polar bear that was infected. That was great. Uh, Was it all practical effects or was there any CGI?
1: Yeah, it was kind of a mix of both, and we this was not a big budget movie, mm-hmm. so we were really just tr- stretching whatever we could do. Um, and I, but I also loved the the look of practical effects and even the campiness of some of the practical effects. So with the bear, I actually had we um, this full bear suit made for troy to wear but he has to wear it backwards like a walking backwards Mm -hmm. and upside down it was like really uncomfortable for him and it looked so crazy and really cool um but crazy
0: (laughs) it was it was
1: and so so we did replace some of the bear with cg with cg elements but matched the kind of wackiness of the movements Mm -hmm. um and so then um and then in different in in um kind of in it certainly enhanced some blood with extra blood and and then um added in some added in some all the tentacle stuff with cg and uh,
0: very nicely done it was i gotta admit very very nicely done one final question before we go uh, are you glad and happy I'm, I'm i know you're glad and happy you made this film but about, you know, showing the world the Inuit people who had no idea about the Inuit people and what their life was like and their warriors and their customs and their folklores. How do you feel about that?
1: Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, I think that there we there's not a ton of Inuit and we are way up at the top of the world. And I think that there is, um, so I've, I've realized that not a lot of people are familiar with mm-hmm. with you know, what we're all about and that uh, that also that they might think that we exist in this time long ago. And so it's been um, I've gotten some comments about um, how modern the girls are. And I think so it's what's been kind of funny to me is I it, it never occurred to me to kind of make a period piece or anything like that but it was uh, this kind of realization that people aren't necessarily familiar with seeing indigenous uh, teenagers in this kind of modern context. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, I think that's been great. I think it's, it's um, and it's been so nice for my cast to be able to, um, just grow with the movie, I mean, and and be really proud of it and be able to be proud of where they come from and share that with different audiences.
0: It's a little bit off topic, but I was watching a documentary not too long ago, and the Inuit people, which, like, started in Siberia, they were, like, the first to cross over into North America. Uh, so there, there's a lot of history there, and I, I'm glad it's that... It's
1: really interesting. You can see people in, in like, northern Russia that look so much like yeah. my aunt.
0: Absolutely. It was great. Nyla, you did a fantastic job. Thank you so much for coming on here. Again, guys, the movie is called Slashback. It is available October 21st in theaters, digital, and on demand. So be sure to check it out. This movie is great. Great story, great acting, great directing, and it's going to really impress you with the amount of special effects and the and the horror element and everything else. Do you have any final thoughts you want to share before we go?
1: No, thank you so much.
0: Absolutely. It was total fun. On behalf of Nyla and myself, I want to thank our audience who tuned in live. And those of you who will be watching this later on, stay safe and stay walking, everybody. Bye-bye.